Hello and welcome to the Shiny Bees podcast, a podcast for those who like their knitting, comedy and yarn in equally large measures. I'm your host, Jo Millman, and this is episode 141, Methods for Repairing Hand-Knit Socks. Hello, hello, and welcome to episode 141. I'm Joe. I'm your host, and today is Friday, the 17th of April, 2020, the Mad Dog 2020. How are you? I hope you're well. I hope you've been good since last time I spoke to you. If you're a new listener, joining me today for the first time, hello. You're right. Welcome, welcome into the podcast. Hopefully you'll enjoy what you find. And if you're a returning listener, as always, I'm super grateful for you coming back and joining me again for another episode of the show. So today I'm going to be talking about methods for repairing hand knit socks because I had an unfortunate incident with a pair of hand knit socks that I made when I was in South Africa. So it was quite a long time ago. It must be at least seven years ago that I made these socks and they were knitted uh, some lovely nurturing fibres yarn and I've discovered that one of them has a, a complete hole in the heel that I just missed when I had it on. It kind of looked a bit like a mouse chewed it to be honest but I don't think it did. I think it was, um, I've just not noticed it. I don't have mice in my house. I do have mice in my garden though. That's another story. Um, but obviously because... I love these socks. I have been looking at methods for repairing them because I don't, I've got quite a good rotational system for socks and um, I've never really had to fix many before, not for a long time. So I thought I'd go and have a look for some good methods. So that's what I'm going to be talking about today in the main part of the show. But in the meantime, how are you getting on? Before we get to that, the chitty, 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 chatty part, what have you been up to? We're all locked in for another three weeks, aren't we? Which is um, vaguely devastating. I'm a little bit over it now, to be honest, with just me and the kids all the time. But we do what we must, don't we? So I will, you know, crack on and execute on my Boris Bimbles and just wait for it to kind of blow over, basically. I had a few messages about Boudica. Thank you to the people who sent me messages about Boudica and... Uh, podcast episodes to listen to and stuff like that it took me at that I've only done like one one lesson of history the Boudicca one it, it took me like two weeks to actually get through it Um, I'll get to it rather than through it I'm still doing all of the homeschooly stuff we've dispensed with Joe Wicks like Joe's dead to us he's too boring like the kids are bored of him no offense Joe you're doing a good job and everything mate but you're a bit boring so we're still on the cosmic kids yoga and not a lot else other than the Boris Bimble, to be honest, other than um, Sammy lets to stand and watch random videos, then jump up and down along to them. They do a little bit of Just Dance and that that's pretty much the lot, really. But yeah, since last time I was chatting to you, I've had a few existential crises. This is a very common theme. Everyone's having them right now. And it's just aggravating. Like I was having a really good day and I'd done the English, I'd done the maths, I'd done some science, like we'd done the homeschool thing. There was a spaghetti bolognese in the oven. Like, you know, I felt like I was kind of owning it. 
And then I'm just sat there in the sunshine, in the garden, you know, like all of the ticks, all of the good ticks. And I'm just sat there going like, I feel dead inside. Like, literally, I should be loving life because I'm owning today. Like, I've kicked today's ass big time in terms of achieving things. I've kicked ass. But I just feel dead inside. Like, what is the meaning of life? Why am I even here? All of those good stuff. I mean, come on, we've all done it, haven't we, in the last few weeks? And I was just like, I feel really ripped off because I've I've had a good day and then I still feel dead inside, literally dead inside. Um, and I was proper miserable. And then someone shared this random video on, on Facebook. It's like my cousin shared it of this guy dancing in his underpants to this song that used to come on um, when we were younger, we used to sneak into clubs underage down King Street in Wigan. Scots and Turnkey, in case anyone is familiar with the finer landmarks of Wigan, neither of which are open in the in that guise anymore, but it was Scots and Turnkey and they were across the road from each other and one was underground and one wasn't and you got this Rover ticket, like you got a stamp which meant you could go into both of them but if you paid to get in one you could go into the other one. And they always used to play this song, Bits and Pieces by... Um, I think it's Artemisia. I'll put a link to the YouTube song anyway in the in the show notes. And yeah, this guy's there and he's he's in these green underpants, these green Y fronts, and he's a bit must be like 50 odd. And he's got this glass in one hand and a bottle of Mad Dog 2020, orange flavour in case you're interested, which is like a fortified wine drink from like that that period. It was very popular when we were growing up up north as one of the grog drinks that you would get and drink on the park. If you had a bit of money, you got the Mad Dog. It was mostly Mary Dane, to be honest. But he had this this bottle of Mad Dog and it, he's, he's got the, the, you know, the bottle in one hand, the drink in the other, and he's just dead happy and he's just dancing around. He's like, I'm happy in my pants. <laughs> and he's, he's, he's bopping around his living room with this bottle of Mad Dog. And it, it, it absolutely killed me. It, it, I, I couldn't stop. I could not stop laughing. I must have watched the video about 250 times. I'm telling you, it was hilarious and thoroughly dispensed with my existential crisis. So yeah, that's, I guess my top survival tip for this episode is, is just watch a lot of comedy videos. That is the only way. The memes are the only way. And Tiger King is the only way. Tiger King is the only way. Wow. I've watched them all now. Thank you to everyone who's been sending me random Tiger King stuff. I'm going to collect it all together and put it in an episode for you maybe next week. There's even some Tiger King yarn, like I'm I'm loving it. Someone sent me one today where two men had recreated it by spray painting a cow and recreated scenes from Tiger King. So I think I might just do an homage uh, to, to Joe Exotic basically in the next episode, which is going to be lost on a load of you. So if you've not seen it, I suggest you go watch it so then you, can, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, but yeah, absolutely loving the memes and everything from that as well. So that's basically I'm surviving powered mostly on limp bunnies and, and Tiger King memes right now, which is uh, all good, all good. So yeah, if you're not, if you're not doing any homeschooling at all now, don't, you know, don't stress. I really wouldn't um, mind too much. We we did a, a puzzle. We, we started doing some jigsaw puzzles. We did the periodic table jigsaw puzzle yesterday so I feel like they've done some science and stuff um but yeah hope everyone is is staying alive basically not much knitting has been 
done as a result of watching these comedy videos. Um, so what we'll do now is we will get into the main kind of chit chat of the show and talk about some methods for fixing socks. So grab half a leftover Easter egg and an Irish coffee already. It's Friday afternoon and we will crack on with the show. So, methods for fixing socks then. As I said, I had a pair of socks that I've managed to wear through the hole, a hole in the the heel of one of them. Not even on both of them, which is a bit annoying. And they are the, I've got a project for them on Ravelry. They are the Matrix matrix socks and um, they're knitted in nurturing fibres super twist sock which is 100% high twist superwash merino yarn and I mean I have hammered them I've kicked the absolute backside out of these socks but I was wearing them as bed socks I don't tend to wear hand knit socks for walking around in like everyday wear but I do wear them a lot in bed because I have really cold feet at night it's very strange um and I don't like to wear socks in bed and I certainly don't like sweaty ones like I do not I do not even want to get anywhere close to those really fluffy, synthetic-y, sweaty feeling, the no. So I always wear the hand-knit socks in bed. And this pair is a particular favourite for that. Now, I don't, like I say, I don't know how I've, I've managed to wear through one heel and not the other, but that's what's happened. So I'm now looking at ways of, of fixing them, repairing them. And luckily, I do have some of the yarn, actual yarn that was used left over. Now, it's much easier, I'll say this now, like future me tell, telling pa- well past me that it's much easier to repair socks or indeed any kind of knitwear if you repair them be- when they get thin rather than when there's a hole in them it's a lot more straightforward to repair them when they're still intact it's certainly possible to repair them when they're not intact anymore but you might just find it easier to repair them when they are still intact so one of the easiest ways that you can do it is um, to darn, basically knit it in place and, and go over where the yarn has got thin. So where it's worn away and there's still a thread there, you can use another thread or, or the same yarn that you used before or whatever to go over and duplicate stitch, duplicate yarn over the bit that's thin to strengthen that area and make sure that it doesn't wear all the way through. Some people like to use um, reinforcing thread for that, which you can buy and put in, and that adds some strength. Some people recommended using a finer gauge of yarn to go over it so you don't get like a bumpy bit, a thicker bit that's obvious, because that's one of the concerns for me with like repairing things is that you can feel the bump. And other people say just use the same size of yarn that you've got already so we obviously had knitted it in a four plies a sock weight four ply yarn so and I've got some of that left over but I could use any other kind of that that yarn um you probably want to stick with the same blend because it'll wear differently if you don't but I don't think it's the end of the world if you don't do that to be honest but it's you know it's worth considering and you can either go for a similar color or you can go for like the proper visible mending piece where you make it obvious that you've repaired it so 
What you might want to do is get a darning mushroom for this, a darning egg or a mushroom if you have one lying around, super. If not, apparently you can use uh, an incandescent light bulb. I mean, I don't know if anyone even has them anymore, but if you've got one lying around, then you could use that. Um, or maybe try like a tennis ball or something, like, a, you know, if the dog's got a ball, something not too fluffy because you don't want to pick up all the fluff, but just to stop you sewing through to the other side of the sock whilst you're sewing you just want to kind of spread the stitches out so you can see what you're doing and not sew the two pieces the two sides of it together basically so that obviously is a bit easier than trying to knit a complete patch from nothing which is the way that you would repair a pair of socks or a fabric that has already gone through so um, if you're going to do the darning technique, like I said, get your, um, your your egg or your mushroom and spread, put it inside, spread out the fabric. And you want to start a little bit further down from the thinning part of the fabric. So a couple of rows uh, further down the fabric um, from where it's getting thin. And that's where you're going to start. And you're going to basically just follow the stitches all the way around in and out, um, just duplicating exactly what is already there. And that, you know, will reinforce it and that's a pretty straightforward fix. Now, if you've already gone through it like I did, then you've got a couple of options. Um, you can uh, add a patch and knit that on. So to do that, you would, again, go a couple of rows lower than where the hole is this time and pick up stitches and then you would knit a certain number of rows to cover the gap and then you can either cast it off and sew it on down, down the edges and at the top, or you could graft it into the top and sew up the edges. Or some people knit a patch completely separately, put that on and then sew around that so it's not actually attached to the fabric itself. One way that I found... Um, a video file put videos for all of these in the show notes by the way and the show notes will be at shinybees.com forward slash 141 for this episode every episode has its own set of show notes with links in and it is the number whatever the number is of that episode it's shinybees.com forward slash whatever that is sorry someone's reversing down the street if you can hear the beeping it's very busy around here at the moment so yes yeah, so you can either pick up the and knit an extra flap and this one way that I've found that looks really good that I'm going to try is involves using knit two togethers and slip slip knits to attach the patch as you go up as well so there's no extra kind of sewing or anything to do afterwards which I think is a bit you know a bit easier and then you graft it at the top to attach it and um, you could also use this method to attach pockets to a garment which is why I'm very keen to kind of try it on a small fabric first, small patch first. And then if it's really good, I could think about like adding pockets to everything, which would be amazing, obviously. Um, as I said, you can knit the patch separately and then just sew it on like you would patch ordinary clothes if you want to. And I've also seen it done, and but I don't like it. I don't like the way it looks, is to make a woven patch to darn it. So it, it's really, really obvious. Um, I don't like the idea of the woven patch at all because it's not going to behave in the same way that a knitted fabric would. And especially on the ball of your foot, um, of your heel rather, you're not going to you're not going to want that. It's going to rub, I think. So I, I wouldn't use that particular method for this 
or probably anything. It looks really untidy. I'm sorry if you like doing it that way. It looks really untidy, so I'd, I don't particularly like it, but I can see how it would work quite nicely and stabilise the fabric and everything else. Now, obviously, if you've had the foresight or you have a foot that these particular heels fit nicely, if you've done an afterthought heel and the heel's gone on your socks you can just take the afterthought heel out and replace it with another one which is quite handy and um, I'd done a heel flap heel so a little bit harder to uh, replace than an ordinary you know an afterthought heel would be if that went so obviously I don't really have that option available but I'm interested to hear from you. So if you have any good tutorials or any good explanations or you find some ways that work particularly well for repairing damaged knit fabrics, particularly holes in socks or repairing hand knit socks so that they last longer, then let me know. Send me an email, info at shinybees.com or you can get me on any of the socials at shinybees and let me know what you think or even better, leave a comment at the bottom of the show notes of this episode and we can keep everything together that way so yeah that's what i found so far in terms of methods and all of the links for those will be in the show notes at shinybees.com forward slash 141 so we'll keep it a short and sweet one for today i think because yeah you know, we don't want to wear ourselves out too soon, do we? <laughs> um, but yeah, just wanted to throw a little shout out there to Captain Tom. Has everyone seen Captain Tom? Bless him. He's dead good, isn't he? 17 million he's raised. Love him. Walking up and down his back garden. And you just sit there thinking, you know what? Like, some old fella who just wanted to kind of keep himself busy by, you know, raise a bit of money and keep himself fit in his back garden. Raising all that money, like, if you ever think that what you do doesn't matter and, you know, what difference could you make? Look at him, you know, only going for a turn around the garden to keep himself quiet and he's raised all that money. What an absolute ledge. Love him. So, yeah, that's all we have time for this week. I hope you've enjoyed the shorter show and I'll be back again with you next time. There is going to be some Tiger King chat. I can feel it coming on already. But wherever you are, stay safe hit me up if you want to chat to me or give me any feedback on the show or whatever then you know where to find me i'm info at shinybees.com or shinybees.com online or at shinybees on any of the socials and um, just give me a show and hopefully i'll have some fun stuff to share with you next week but until then take care happy crafting and i'll speak to y'all again soon cheers been listening to the shiny bees podcast show notes for this episode can be found on the blog at shinybees.com forward slash one four one and to make sure you always get your episode delivered straight to your inbox as soon as it's released you can subscribe to the podcast on itunes or your podcatcher of choice if that's all right i need a drink i need a 